Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, the crappy quiz, and a slight tangent. Get you going that little if you bit. Say to anger it. is a great ah, motivator. Yeah. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Uh, Kathleen, welcome to the party. Welcome, guys. Once again, not really sure what I walked into, but it was no, very entertaining no, we, all the same. We've, we've been here sitting through it, and neither are we. The man here is digressing for five minutes, but come uh, on. has been is in the books. Yeah, just finished recording there with Karen. Actually, a really good episode. The two of us were a little bit giddy after last night, so lots of good analysis on the team and all the players, so that should be hitting your feeds in the next hour or so, what, I would be- say. Before we get a little bit of reaction from the uh, players and management last night, what's the main uh, takeaway from Koi Gig this morning? We're going to win the World Cup? I think the main takeaway is that last night was absolutely no reflection on how we're going to play or do in the World Cup. Uh, Neither. I think you could probably look at it as two different teams, the one that played in the first half and the one that played in the second half. And neither are teams that are going to play in their completion at the World Cup. So last night wasn't about looking for tactics or teams or formations or anything. Last night was very much about individuals and what we could do. Uh, I think the main takeaway was that there was a couple of players that really showed the, how well they were. First half, I think the players were suffering a little bit from nerves. First time I've properly seen and heard nerves, even when talking to the players afterwards from them um, since and, they went and into And a bit camp. of rustiness, like, and a few players back from injury. Like, yeah. I, there, there was the, the first half, right? I felt watching, we were kind of touching it at the top, but I felt watching the, uh, I was obviously dual uh, listening and... Uh, watching it on the TV uh, and following it online. Uh, but it felt like people were very down on them. And I just think there's enough caveats to say that you weren't really expecting them to blow Zambia out of the water. In the yeah, time. I think like what I what confused me about a lot of people's reaction last night that I saw online and stuff was that thing of they were looking at it as a whole team performance and less so how much this meant to individual players. So say you look at the likes of... Leanne Kiernan, like that's she's only played forty five minutes of footballs in the last like nine months. Of course, there's going to be rustiness there, um, and also any of those eleven have never actually played in that setup together. So like it was understandable to a point that there was the connections not really happening. Rusha Littlejohn hasn't played in a couple of months either because she stopped playing for her club early so that she could. Um, stay away from injury because she's had such a tough time with that. Saoirse Noonan finished up a good nearly six to eight weeks now, I think, because she plays in the championship. So there was a lot of players in that squad that aren't playing football currently. And I think Vera made a really good point uh, when we were talking to her afterwards. And she said, I was like, at halftime, what did you say to the players? Like, why did the other team come out in the second half? And look like a cohesive unit and um, I know she made five changes but even the players who stayed on Clara Reardon and Abby Larkin looked a lot more impressive than they did in the first half and she was like the team in the first half were afraid to fail she's like there's no you can't really look at it any other way that was what was wrong and you can totally understand why those players in that moment are like god this is my I'm I'm starting this is my opportunity to get myself on the plane I haven't played a lot of minutes right. it it all depends on this match when when it doesn't like realistically Vera is going to have looked at enough of them in training and other times as well whereas for the players that came on in the second half they were able to watch that and they were able to listen to Vera at halftime and be like okay look there there's some places up for grabs here I just need to go out there and play football and I might be able to nab a spot and I think you really saw that difference between the two sides in the first and the second half 
Not to put a, a negative sl- slant on anything, really, Kathleen. Mm. Uh, and obviously, it was a good to get the win last night. Good to get players with minutes in in legs. But uh, I was chatting to someone last night who was also watching the match, and we both came to the same conclusion: Are we too slow at the back? Like, as in, I know Barbara Bande is a, is a player that of a certain caliber that you mightn't face every single game. But there are certain examples during the match where you're like, Jesus, this like it's so easy to get through that Irish defence at times. I don't know, is it, I'm not going to say it's an age thing, I'm not going to say it's a tiredness thing, I don't know what it is, but is that something we should be concerned about? I think if you look at the back line that we had last night, it's very different to what we would normally play. Like, obviously you have that partnership of Nifahi and Louise Quinn, that's probably pretty nailed on. But on either side of that, there was a lot of changes and Nifahi's only just coming back from injury and you could see, I mean... She was happy enough to clatter into a couple of Zambian players at different points, but you could kind of see it in her. And also I thought Louise as well looked like, as a player who's just coming back after championship ending a couple of weeks ago, I think they both looked like they still needed a bit of game time, a bit of game fitness. We've never been known as a team that's like particularly fast at the back. Like What we're good at is playing that solid back four or five that doesn't really move all that far from their positions. Uh, I think Aoife Mannion is the sort of player that offers us that bit of pace and that bit of security at the back that the other players don't. Yeah. Um, and actually, Karen and I just had a really good debate on Koi Gig about Aoife Mannion and whether she should be included or not over, say, a player like Claire Reardon who came in last night and had quite a good showing for herself. Will it come down to that? Is that, that, is that a either or? Uh, it depends on what point of view you come from. I think a lot of it depends on how fit Aoife Mannion is and the general consensus seems to be that we are not getting the full picture of that. So how much do you value her coming into that squad with only a couple of caps versus maybe someone like Diane Caldwell who has been there from day dosh and mm. has a good... I'm not saying I'm I'm sure Eva Mannion has a good relationship with most of the players. They all speak very highly with her, but in terms of, you know, you've gone through the tr- trenches with someone, does that matter as well in a group in terms of not upsetting a balance and stuff? So I won't totally spoil what we came to a conclusion on. I do, gig. go on. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you have to go get it in your podcast um, feeds wherever it is. But it's an interesting one to think about and something that Vera has to measure up I think as well the other thing is whenever we play our traditional team you have players like Katie and Denise who do provide a lot of cover for yeah. our back line um, and they don't have to have that level of speed that you would probably hope to have as a team but I mean there, there's no getting around it we have an aging back line a lot of those players possibly may not play past this World Cup we don't know maybe some of them will go into the Nations League and play for another year or so or try to get to a Euros but you're probably looking at players who are playing in one big tournament and then that might be it not that I want that to happen because I you probably had your uh, Catherine you probably have your preferred final squad in your head chosen right you might have did last night's game change any choices for you Amber, Uh, Amber Barrett Amber Barrett Amber Bart, look, I I got enough slack off Nathan last night, and also again off everyone on Twitter. And I I said it to Amber before I interviewed her. I was like Amber because she's a she's a lovely, lovely person to talk to, really, really genuine. And I was like Amber, I'm sorry. I know I said multiple times that you weren't making the plane, but also you proved me wrong tonight. And she just laughed and she was like, Kathleen, you weren't the only one to say it. And she was like, I don't blame you either. So. Uh, no, uh, yeah, definitely loads of changes. But that's the thing, like, since we've started talking about this squad, I feel like the first 
11 to 15 are probably pretty much dead certs depending on fitness and then I'd say if you take the three goalkeepers out of it that leaves another five that is so in and out because there's probably like 10-15 players vying for those places and it's really really tough I thought I was quite down on say Abby Larkin whenever I saw her play in Marbella I thought she was really uncertain on the ball and needed a a little bit of uh, maturity that she didn't really show I thought she was good last night I thought she especially in the second half you could visibly see a change in how she was playing and obviously she got the penalty as well which really was a turning point I think for the team um and I think I didn't see the post-match interviews, but I think she was talking to ORT or something. Yeah, it's very hard. yeah and she said that, you know, that was a really important confidence boost for her. Mm. I thought Clara Reardon uh, did a really impressive job and she would very much be one of those fringe players who, again, if Aoife Mannion isn't fit or if you're looking to bring someone in, she's also an option to come in. Uh, and who else was I? Kira Grant as well would be one of those players that's very much on the outskirts, but also I love whenever you talk to her. She has the same sort of Amber Barrett, Donegal mentality where she <laughs> she was, every time I interviewed her over the last while, she's like, look, I've been a stalwart in the squad for the last two years. I know I'm not a starting player, but I am the sort of player who comes on and provides a bit of stability, a bit of... Uh, ease for the players around me because they know what to expect and I was asking her um, what, how did she see Amber running off her shoulder for the header down because I was like Amber was a little bit behind you when you actually did knock it down to her and she was like the team were actually given off to me just before that for playing that bit higher up the pitch but she was like I know from when I play with my club that I can get into those attacking positions for set pieces and I'm quite good in them. So she was like, I just kind of ignored what the bench was yelling at me and went for it. Yeah. And I just, what she was like, I just saw Amber out of the corner of my eye. She called it the Donegal connection and uh, yeah, placed the ball down perfectly for Amber to score. So definitely a lot of players in there who are on the outskirts and God, there's part of me that's like, I just wish Vera was announcing the 23 today because if I feel nervous about it, I can't imagine what these players are going through. Um, she's the um, main discussion point. Let's hear from her after uh, here she is on the penalty, I think, that she scored in Tala last night. Are you practising penalties? Are you going to be the one stepping up during the World Cup? Presuming that tonight booked your ticket on the plane, so I'm pretty sure that's what everyone is saying at the moment. Well, no, because the last penalty I took, I missed... Uh, in the league for Turbina so I think that when the penalty went in I, and straight away in my head I was like I really want to take it and I think because Katie wasn't playing it would probably have been Megan Connolly next and me and Megan just had a wee look to each other and you know Megan gave me the nod and I, I, you know I've already said it but I have to really say thanks to Megan for that because like just for me to get that, that goal again get a little bit of confidence into my play again was something I really really needed and yeah of course anytime you score of course the pressure comes that you have to when you take the penalty but as soon as I put the ball down I really back myself but as you said you know going then and scoring from a set piece is always a good thing and, and it wasn't Louise Quinn you know it was my best friend Claire Reardon so that was that was another special moment for me as well. Yeah, people who said she wasn't going to be on the plane riling her up uh, to the point where, you know, I think... Uh, so the squad's going to be named next week. After that, you're going to have uh, the France game on July the 6th as a warm-up game. Like, there's still an opportunity for people within the squad to play them into the, themselves into the team. Mm-hmm. It felt last night, looking at her, the quality, the composure, the technical ability for that second goal 
was off the charts. Like, it feels like we've moved from a conversation of, is she going to be on the plane? Is she going to be in the team? Mm. Yeah, we... See, this is the thing, because when you look at... Uh, Karen was saying on Koi Gig there that she actually put a package together on uh, Amber Bark. She assumed she'd be starting, and then she wasn't. And if you look at the impact she's had, there, there was last night coming on, getting the two goals. There was obviously... Hampton Bark and what she did against Scotland. There was another game from 2018, which is a qualifier or something. I can't quite remember what Karen said, but um, she, again, she came on and she scored a really, really important goal. And there is a conversation to be had there, like, is Amber Barrett the ultimate impact player? And especially because she hasn't played a lot of football for the last six to eight months. Is she the sort of player that we have in her back pocket and you chuck her on and she gets those really important goals? And I know I know a player... It's unfair, isn't it? Because like, ultimately at some point or another, the super sub thing, like it just becomes a thing unless it becomes something else. Well, no, but I that... know that's like a very vague, broad thing to say, but it's true, right? Like if she's gone in, showed real composure to bury that penalty, there was absolutely no doubt about it. And like that crowded area, like the... Composure is 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 hard thing. Off her left in, foot, which in, she never scores with either. And in in that, to use a pepism, in that moment where there's a crowded area, everything is on the line. You've spoken about like the nerves, the pressure on performance to make the plane, uh, to pull that out of the bag there. And then we spoke the last time we were chatting about this, Kathleen, about having somebody in terms of the Scotland game. And I know she's fed up talking about it, but in terms of that ability to say, put me in. I'm going to get you a goal. And like, regardless of what's been going on with her club, she's now proven again, I am that person. At some point or another, Vera Powell must surely, she said, did Vera Powell say after the game last night she wasn't, they weren't leaving the stadium until they discussed everything, the uh, the coaching staff. Yeah, they Surely they must be batting it around the table. Do we do we just stick her in? Oh, look, like I, I've said this since last night, like I'm simply saying that she probably the biggest moments that she has had have been those coming off the bench and that is something that she has excelled at and I, I before you started I was about to say that like I know that for a player you that it's not a um, title that you want you don't want to be yeah. known as the super sub or the one who comes on I mean some players might not care but I think the majority are like we want to be on the starting team I would absolutely give her a chance starting. I think that if we set up the way we did against the US, which may be like a little bit optimistic for Vera because I fear she may go back to her tried and trusted complete defence, uh, I think Amber would fit really well into that system. And also, we, we've talked about it for so long. We haven't had that person that can poach goals. And in the last couple of months, she's probably the main person who has proven that she can do that for us. So whether it's her up there by herself or her partnering with Caruso with, say, like Payne, O'Sullivan, Katie McCabe, all providing that support, maybe even like Marissa Shiva off the wings if she makes it, which you would kind of think she's on the plane if all those players are coming into the squad on the day the squad is being announced. Mm. Um, I, I do think she could do a job. I and like there still is a month as well to get more fitness and they'll have that game against Colombia to make sure that they do have complete match fitness. But um and so I, I think for me what's been most impressive about Amber since that night in Scotland in particular is her mentality around everything. You know, you said it there about whenever she was on the bench, she said Vera 
put me in, I'll get you a goal. And that's exactly what she did in Scotland. Even yesterday, she's had a really, really difficult six to eight months. And she talked about it to us last week and saying that the club didn't really support her. And I mean, Turbine Potsdam is a club with an incredible history in women's football that has just sadly not been able to keep up with all the money that has come into the league. But she she hasn't played. She's been sitting on the bench. She's been injured and she's not been injured and she's been sitting on the bench. And then to come off and do that last night, I mean, full credit to her. I don't think you can say enough about how in that high pressure situation she pulled it out of the bag. And if she wants, I said it to her last night. I was like, she always has a different celebration for mm-hmm. nearly every goal. And I was like, I hope we see many, many of those different celebrations. I was like, I want you to spend that time over Perfecting on the plane them. thinking about at least 10 celebrations that you're going to do over the World Cup. You're talking about her mentality, the Donegal mentality. I spoke to someone recently who used to race against Amber Barrett at a senior, like athletics level when she was like growing up in schools and that sort of thing. Amber Barrett used to race for Finn Valley Athletics Club in Donegal and at the proper like Ulster meets, All-Ireland meets, she'd race in her bare feet. Like The rest of them would be wearing spikes and like proper spikes. This is a proper what, level. Was it cross-country? or was No, it? I think it was, on, it, was, it was on track so it would have been probably Jesus middle distance, right. short distance. That's her uh, character, though, isn't it? Well, that doesn't weirdness. surprise me yeah. at all. I know, it's <laughs> mad, isn't it? As soon as I heard it, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that, that, that kind of makes bad. sense. It's Amber Barrett. And, like, I, I, you totally see the attraction of her coming in off the bench, but at the same time, she must be doing, she must feel as if she's doing enough now to... Well, that's the, the audition. That's it like, now. Yeah. So, like, I, uh, you have to bring her shortly, don't you? You have to. Bring her. Oh, yeah, uh, no, I, yeah, no yeah. I don't think there's any question about whether she's on the plane last night. And it's funny, she was saying that last night was actually the first time that she didn't feel pressure over the last couple of weeks. She was like... I know this is probably going to last about 10 minutes, but I'm going to enjoy the 10 minutes while I have them and just take a breath and be like, okay. You tweeted your delight about Clara Reardon. Yeah, just a player that has been very much on the outskirts of the Irish squad. Well, like she'll come in, but she'll never really get a whole host of minutes and to... There was a. I thought she was one of the players that maybe struggled a little bit in the first half uh, with nerves, yeah. and but she also did have a couple of really important blocks and also one or two headers that kind of went straight into the hands of the goalkeeper. But at least you know it it was a shot on target. We will take that in terms of our players getting uh, into the squad that haven't really played as much. And then getting that goal the second half, I talked to Vera about it and she pulled Claire out actually as one of the players that she pulled aside at a half time. And she just said to her, like, you're in your head too much. She was like, we know what you can do. You provide in defence, but also you can attack, like you can get a goal. And uh, when I chatted to Claire about it, she was saying, obviously it was the set piece and she gave a lot of credit to Megan Connolly. And to be fair, it was a, a very nice place ball. But uh, she was like, I just had Vera's words running around in my head to, you know, this is this is it. This is your moment. And I uh, played the full game. Really impressive. I think she is one of the names that a lot of people wouldn't have probably considered as a name for the plane, but has put a good case forward by how she played last night, especially depending on injuries in that back line. And obviously then whatever Vera is saying. Uh, but I think for players like her just to... To have the opportunity, like it's obviously what's important now in the short term is going to the World Cup, getting a performance, but also legacy is important too. And the experience these players are getting in camp, the experience that they're getting of being in this like intense, like pre-tournament atmosphere is really important because we come out of the World Cup and we're straight into quite a tough Euros qualification. So 
we want more and more players getting used to that pressure, getting used to that atmosphere, getting a taste for, oh, I performed quite well. I might be on a plane to Australia. Mm. Okay, I didn't make it to Australia. I want, I'm, I'm getting to the next tournament. Mm. Mm. And that's what we want. And I think that's why it's important that we have such a big squad in at the moment. Um, just one question, like Cathy, I know you were saying look, last night you have to put into perspective. It's like a lot of players have been tried out different positions. It's not like you're without the two star players outfield. Would you be in any way concerned of the football Zambia played versus our possession? Um, no, it was kind of what I expected, to be honest. I think a lot of people underestimated Zambia going into this game because it's quite difficult to watch a lot of their matches if you're based here. Um, I watched quite a lot of them in the Olympics, the last Olympics. And like Barbara Banda, who's their captain and obviously got the goal last night, incredibly talented yeah. player. Uh, she was the first ever person to score consecutive hat-tricks in that Olympics. And it uh, was a real shining light that came out and a name that a lot of people didn't expect. I don't think I would be massively concerned. I think it was a really, really good test for us for when we do come up against Nigeria because if you think about it we were missing so many key players a lot of the the way we were set up is not how we were going to be set up at the World Cup so if we can get a result like last night where the result didn't really matter like obviously you want to win uh, but I think if we can do that and maybe cut out some of the mistakes like I thought the second goal was a poor from us Mm. Harriet Scott just let um, her player get away from her and once they were in it was a pretty cool finish but uh, sorry also shout out to Courtney Brosnan that mm. like 30 seconds where yeah. she saved one in the middle then she went over to like the right side of the goal mm. saved again and then was back over the other side of the goal to claim the ball I was like how did that not go that in that was a 3-2 as well wasn't yeah. It? yeah undisputably the, I remember having a conversation with Emma Burnout and Tala, um about a year and a half ago about who should be the goalkeeper it seems ludicrous uh, conversation. Yeah, Karen said the same on RT last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a lovely sort of uh, moment last night. We were watching the game. The young fellow wanted to stay up as late as he possibly could um, to That's see it. Right, I think yeah. he went to bed at 2-1 and then my four-year-old girl was like uh, so excited when she saw it was the girls on the TV and uh, it was lovely, I must say. But anyway. Yeah. I have to say I was chatting to a lot of fans just before we went in and <laughs> it was kind of funny. I had to break it to several of them. I asked them who their favourite player was and by... Bar, Katie McCabe was the name that came up the most. Yeah. A couple of Denise O'Sullivan's. Interestingly, a Tarot Hanlon or two as well, which I thought oh, was nice as right. a player who's on the outside, but uh, had to break it to a couple of like seven or eight year olds that they were, I was like, Who are you excited to see? They're like, Katie McCabe. I was like, You know, she's yeah, not keep in an eye the stand there. <laughs> like, she'll, she'll be about somewhere though. You'll definitely see her. You'll definitely see her. She was in the huddle last night giving it the big one afterwards yeah. as well. Yeah. Sure, why wouldn't you? Um, but yeah, no, it was just, it was really nice. And actually, credit to Zambia. They had a really impressive. Yeah supporters group there and yeah yeah, the players went over to them and spent a good while there and there was actually a lot of respect from the Irish crowd as well towards the Zambian players they got uh, they did a lap of the pitch and had a standing ovation from everyone it was grand when we'd beaten them it was fine (laughs) (laughs) OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now